You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi everybody, it's Russ from My Hammers 11. I hope you're all safe and well. If you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon so you don't miss any of the great videos we have coming out. Obviously, we come have videos coming out daily, but sometimes two, three times a day. I won't want you to miss anything because every video is a cracker. Every memory, every story is being sort of recorded for prosperities. Don't miss nothing, um, including today's guest. He has been asked, everyone messaged me, three people. We've had two of them, the two up front. And then the third one we've got today, we've got the hat-trick. I'm really happy. He's played 165 times for the club across sort of a four-year period. It's Mark Ward. How you doing, Mark? How's things? Yeah, great, boss. Yeah, good. I'm, I'm good. You're busy. Busy man at the moment, are you? Yeah, I am busy. I'm, I'm working for a, a good company. We do all the renal dialysis units in, in the hospitals at the moment. So, really busy, flat out, but I'm enjoying it. Yeah. I know, and it's um, but but football's back in the, in in sort of a weird way, you know. It's sort of a little bit of normality as much as it can be at the moment. Yeah, it's you know it's frustrating for the players, the fans, and everything else. Who'd have thought would have had football behind closed doors? You know, this COVID uh, virus that's come, it's you know stopped everything really. Uh, yeah. I had a lot of events that I was involved in. You know, obviously, hopefully in the next few weeks, mm. uh, this social distancing will you know, be a meter and we can start socialising once again. But we've all got to be careful. Yeah, we've all got to be careful. I think football will be the last thing that, that goes back to normal, obviously. Yeah. 60,000 people ploughing into London Stadium. It was weird yesterday when there was like 300 of us, to be honest. Very strange. No. But uh, I've never been to a football game and I've had to fill in a health questionnaire and get my temperature checked. It's really strange. Well, listen, if, we, if they get relegated, it might look like that next season. <laughs> Well, let's, let's see. Let's see. Yesterday was a weird one, so I'm looking forward. But, you know, nine West Ham will probably turn Tottenham over on Tuesday, won't we? Away. Well, they've got to. They've got, you know, yeah. they've got to get a result. Uh, yeah. You know, the, it was a poor performance, really. And uh, I watched the game and they've just got to kick on. And, yeah. You know, Bright, Brighton won. And, you've got, you know, the last game is Villa. We don't yeah. want to be going no. to that last game. It's a game I'd love to play in because you know, I was always good under pressure, I thought. And, you know, some players that would that would be a, a monster of a game to play because yeah. you know to play for your survival, that's not for the faint-hearted. And yeah. I don't think we've got much of that in the team at the moment. You know, sure. 
Yeah, yeah. No, I understand. It makes it makes perfect sense. I mean, you know, I think it was fortunate that that Bournemouth's you know had a, such a crap game as well, to be honest. So um, it's going to go down to the wire. And but I think you know, it's, and I think it's um, you know, people look look at who we've got coming through and the games. I mean, we know you know so far only only one home team's actually won their game so far mm. in the Premier League, and I think that's a trend which has been replicated in the Bundesliga. So. It's all weird, yeah. isn't it? No one really knows what's going on. Well, let's 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 all have it and beat Liverpool tonight. <laughs> yeah, for obvious <laughs> reasons. For obvious reasons. Um, at least, but I mean, as I said, it, it's one of those because there's so many games coming in. You you can't got to, you haven't got time to worry, you know to dwell on the last game because you've got the next no. game on Tuesday. So it's a bit like well, it's Christmas. in their hands. That's the thing. It's yeah. in the hands of the players, the management, and they've just all got to get when they pull that claret and blue shirt on. They've got to die for the cause. It's all about survival. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And obviously, you you did you, know, you did pull on the claret and blue for 165 odd times. Now, the question I ask all West all West Ham ex players and they come on is is why West Ham? Why join West Ham? What was the story, Mark? Because I know he's at Oldham. Uh, why West Ham? What happened? Well, it was just before the '85 season started, and uh, I got a call off Joe Royal just to say, looking forward to the third season at Oldham. Yeah, and. Uh, Joe said, you sat down, son, and I went, no, boss. He said, well, sit down, because John Lyle will be at your house within the hour to pick it up. He said, he's got to rush you down because you're signing for West Ham. The board have agreed a, a fee of a quarter of a million, and uh, you've been making your debut for West Ham. I wasn't asked whether I wanted to go or not. <laughs> it was just, uh, you know, they bought me for £9,500. So, yeah. And uh, I always remember the chairman didn't want to pay that much money for a player who was coming out of non-league. Yeah. But when I said to Joe, I would I would be his best player, uh, I think he thought, what am I signing here? Uh, yeah, yeah, cocky, yeah. cocky little scouser, but, you know, he he gave me the opportunity to get back into uh, full-time football yeah. and I never let him down because I never missed a game for him and, you know, it was a really good financial sort of uh, business for him, really, sure. when you think about the amounts of money that was made. Mm. Uh, but yeah, I couldn't have gone to a better club really to for, to enhance my career. Yeah, exactly. And obviously, John Lyle like turning up at your door. <laughs> yeah, hell. that's yeah, that's it, incredible. It wouldn't happen now, like. Uh, no. But John was with Eddie Bailey and stayed away. Yeah. Uh, my ex-wife Jane was crying because he didn't want to leave Liverpool. He took control of the situation. Uh, first impressions, John Lyle. What a man! He just stopped her from crying. Mm. Uh, I had to, told me to put the kettle on. I don't know, just met him. Put the kettle on. I've given the kid a pound in the street to my car. You know, these things that he was coming out with and the drive to London in the car that mm. evening. It was special because I just spoke to the man and spoke to Eddie Bailey. They'd done the homework on me. They'd watched me 14 times. Uh, he was adamant that it was going to be a big success. And... Uh, you know, he, he was true with his words because, you know, what, what a season that we had. Oh, what's it? I mean, you, you joined, like I said, joined, during the summer. And then he, he was, a, was I right, he was ever present in the 85-86 season in terms of league games. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Yeah. I didn't and... like missing games, mate. <laughs> didn't like missing games. No. It's not like, you know, these days they, they can't play two games. I haven't missed a game for four years. So, yeah. it's, it's a load of a... I don't know if you can say this on your thing, but some of the bollocks when they say, yeah, all the bollocks when they say they're tired because, you know, uh, you can see some of players' stats and the consistency to me 
it's all about looking after yourself after you've played. And mm. if you rest in between games, you know, during the end of that season, because we never played for six weeks, we had a, a glut of... The, the moaning now about how many games they're playing. But you have a look at how many games we played at the end yeah. of that season, we kept on winning. And that's the difference. And it was on, it was on pitches that were uh, like dust bowls. And in the winter, it was like a, a bog. So, mm. you know, someone asked Billy Bonds the question about... Would the players in his day and age, is, is West Ham 11 be able to play now? Of course they would. Yeah. It's the players now that would struggle to play in our day. Yeah. I honestly believe that. And I said to Tony Gale before, I said, our side would beat the current side now. And we're yeah. all nearly 60. Yeah. <laughs> right. And we're all nearly 60 years of yeah. age. So, yeah, you, you know, that's, you know, that's not me being arrogant. That's the diff, you know, the generations yeah. of it's a few years ago, but our side would beat this team now mm. easily. Well, that's the thing, and as well as as well as the the skill, you just have the togetherness, and it, it's still now, isn't it? Even more, you know. Obviously, we still. I mean, I was when I interviewed uh, TC. There was something like seventeen records, club records that your eighty five eighty six team still has today well, in terms of yeah, individually, you know. Yeah. If you compare in the two teams, it's just quite unfair, really, because we were a very, very good side to come yeah. that close to winning, mm. you know, the top honour, uh, you know, went to the last game of the season. So, you know, player for player, you wouldn't swap many. Uh, no. You wouldn't take any, I don't think. But it was the togetherness of the side. Yes. You know, the social, the social, you know, going out and uh, doing things together. That, that gave us a bond. Uh, and we bonded very quickly. Only the two signings that season, John, actually brought to the club was me and Frank mm. and uh, you know what a success successful signings they were yeah. uh, and I think that's what's wrong now Russ to be honest West Ham are in the position they are now because of the players that they've brought in they're, yeah. they're just not good enough mm. they're just not good enough and you know they've had time to prove themselves and you know who's in charge of uh, the pot of money to, to spend to me they've been very very disappointing signings mm. Yeah, and I, but I think I think, and you say that togetherness. I think that's indicative of all footballers, like modern football. You don't get that together. I mean, obviously, when I was speaking to guys like yourselves and Frank and and TC, and a little bit sort of later in terms of Bish and people like that, there's, you know, there's there's hundreds of stories they tell about your nights out and drinking and training and laughs, and you don't get that in football nowadays. You know, it's almost uber professional now, isn't it? It's like. It just seems there's yeah. not, like, and I think that's what I think that's what's lacking, particularly now. Uh, it would be interesting, God forbid, it, it you know it happened. It would have been interesting to see how footballers reacted to what's happening now if it was in your your era, so to speak. Because I think it would be very different. Um, I think you'd see. Still, I, think, I don't think we wearing masks. <laughs> no, Listen, you wearing... <laughs> they've been wearing gloves. They've been wearing gloves and tights and all that for, for years. Yeah, you know, I played for Everton Football Club. You couldn't wear tracksuit bottoms in the winter. <laughs> now, he said you're not going to get cold. Listen, if you're cold, you'll run around, and then you won't get cold. So, the influx of all the foreigners has, has you know, brought some great things to this game. Yeah. But as regards togetherness and all that, I think it's distanced. And there's not yeah. much team spirit in a lot of the teams at the moment, and that's down to the managers to try and get them all together, yeah. uh, or the captain. And uh, <clears throat> they're fighting to enjoy themselves now. But uh, put it this way, I don't think, uh, you know, this coronavirus that have been in our day 
I think me and Frank would have still got got out another bevy. Somehow. You'd have found some way, some way, yeah. wouldn't it? Some way, Definitely, some yeah. some social distancing like greenhouse thing or whatever. You'd have you'd have got it. In. You'd have got it. In. And that's the thing. I think that's that's the difference. You know, it just seems that you know. I think I think with the football. I mean, you're, you're right. I think with the, nowadays you don't get loyalty in respect of where you get. You know, I mean, when I interviewed Tony Gale, I mean, every year Tony Gale was at West Ham was a testimonial year for someone. Um, and the fact that you don't, you know, someone like Mark Noble is a really rare commodity in football, having stayed at a club for more than. I mean, managers don't even stay more than three, two, three seasons. You know, let alone players. Um, and mm. th- that's why you don't get that togetherness because you, you know, you're not to get. You know, you know, you obviously the guys in your eighty-five, eighty-six season, five of them played played in the FA Cup in nineteen eighty. You know, and yeah. and what's happens is, you know, it doesn't happen anymore now. That, and I think that's why you get. Together. It doesn't happen anymore, and it's a shame, really. But that's the, that's the side of football. That's yes, yeah, the money in it. Yeah. That's, it's gone that way because players with their agents, they're not loyal. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. And to be honest, it, it's a cutthroat game, and they just want to move on make a few quid, stay two or three seasons. And like you're right, in uh, 85, 80, I went to a testimonial do every year yeah. from Phil Parks, Devon Ray Stewart, Alvin Martin. You know, you can, I can name them all, but, you know, it was, it was a great for the players and they, they deserve that, yeah. you know, testimonial game because 10 years at a club's a long time yeah. and uh, West Ham seems to have that and that's how you do breed the uh, team spirit. When it's, you know, if you've been playing with each other for a few few years and you can get that team spirit. Yeah, no, exactly. And as you said, there's new people. So it's like you and Frank came in. You just sort of slotted into the the culture, so to speak. There was there, there was a culture established already there because you had the vet, sort of veteran players already in there. So it's a lot easier to get up and running. It seems nowadays you get a raft of a whole raft of new players come through every season, it seems. And the culture changes of a team because then the manager leaves and, and that's endemic of every of, of football in general. Um, and you're right. It is, it is, it's money, isn't it? It's money that's all ruined that sort of sense of, of course you see great players, you know, we've seen some fantastic players in over the last, or, you know, the Canios and the Pyettes. And, but I mean, Pyatt was only around for a season and a half and buggered off. But um, it's just natural. natural a, lot, a lot of them have used West Ham as a platform to, uh, yeah, wouldn't say to to get 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 to better clubs, but you know, with Pyatt, what a player! But yeah. the way you see the club and the fans is disgusting. And mm. uh, that man, he could have left the club as an icon, mm. but because yeah. of his, if if his, I don't know if he was getting advised or he had to, he was pushed or whatever. But I just couldn't understand him waiting to the end of the season. And yeah. it, you know, the fans would have accepted that. And his and his fellow players, he just jumped ship. And uh, you know, sometimes. These foreigners, uh, and I can't say that because the only foreigners in our team were the jocks yes. uh, all years ago. But some of these foreigners are there just to take the money and uh, try and try and uh, you know get as much money as they you know as they can in the, yeah. the short space of time and then move on. Yeah, no, that makes sense. It does, it does, make, it does make sense. But you know, it, it, regardless of that, that obviously, you know, your your four years at four or five, four years roughly at, at West Ham was was an amazing period because obviously you had the highs of of eighty five, eighty six. Obviously, you know, didn't work out so well towards the end of that period. But that eighty five six season was is it, an iconic season and a great season to get that start at the club. Fucking hell, and then, and then have that season. What was it like being in that team? It seemed to be like. A machine, you know, particularly when you're up and right, as you said, you were towards the end, you were just all these games and you were still winning. You know, it must have been like you must have felt not invincible, but you must have. Yeah, must have we gorgeous. did. To be honest, it's the only team I played in 
And after after the West Ham, I went to City, which was a good yeah. side, and then Everton played with some great players. But uh, it's only team I played in, especially at home at Upton Park. It's not if we were going to win, but how many we were going to mm-hmm. win by. So that might sound a bit cocky right. and that, like, but you know, we'd be 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 in the tunnel just before going out, and I'd look around and think. Right, are we going to win by three or four today? Is Frank going to get two? Is Tony going to get two? I know I was going to create. And to, to have that confidence and yeah. to win every week, that was, the, that was the stage that we'd got to with a lot of hard work uh, and a very difficult season. And uh, it was just an amazing feeling to go out, especially at home. Yeah. I think he was going to win. And it's, you know, by how many? You know, yeah. it, was, it was just, it only happened once in my career. And I can imagine it's, it's you know, like City. When they were on top, it was yeah. the similar thing with them. How many they were going to win by in Liverpool, and yeah. uh, that's how good a team that we had. Yeah, that no, is incredible. I mean, no, I mean, you'd say that's like arrogant. You know, when I was interviewing Mackey, he was basically saying him and Tony would have would have bets who would score the best goal that game. Yeah, the uh, best goal, not not how many goals, the no, best goal, the best goal, exactly. So it's not like we're going to score, but we're going to score. I'm going to score a better goal than you, um, which is absolutely yeah. incredible confidence. But as you said, it's well, like never, you were winning. They never put me into that equation because I never scored many, but I was always making the goals. <laughs> he was always making the goals. Uh, we had uh, we had Pikey on, and he told he said the story about the the Man United was it Man United goal, the header, yeah, he, yeah, and yeah. Uh... <laughs> I, I miss I miss hit the corner. Yeah. What a header! Oh, right in the top corner. And in, but uh, you and him sort of collaborating. Yeah, yeah, we do it in training. It's, it's part yeah, of the yeah, yeah, bollocks. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. It's brilliant. Um, but so, so basically, as I said, the whole idea of the channel is we're talking about memories and, and sort of experiences, but also we do this 11. So we, we get fans to pick their 11. And unsurprisingly, you've appeared in quite a few fans' 11s, you know. And it's based on sort of, you know, they have to be alive to a scene on play and things like that. So it's not like... You know, so otherwise everyone would put like Bobby Moore and stuff. So obviously it's a generation. Yeah, yeah. So obviously we've had you know Macca and TC and Gay. Obviously Gailey's you know Gailey picked himself as captain and 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 uh, manager and uh, penalty taker, free kick taker, and uh, physio as well. He was he was he was doing it all. Yeah. Bless him. So you know, obviously it'd be good to sort of get your handle. Now I could probably imagine your team if you was picking a uh, an eleven, but you know, based on all the stories that that obviously I've heard, you know. Maybe we could do something a bit different. What do you think? Maybe around sort of, I don't know, the, the party animal 11. What do you think? Oh, that would be uh, that would be some team. Uh, that would be some team. <laughs> Is it just West Ham that you it, want? Well, it's just, ideally just West Ham. If there's anyone else you want to just whack in as a ringer, as a, as a, well, I'm more than happy to I'd do definitely... that. definitely... Phil Parks could could he could have a drink, the big man yeah. could drink. And, oh, we'll uh, put the big man. We'll put the big man in. Yeah, we'll what a goal! But you know what? The the team that I pick with all great footballers as well in a way where yeah. they probably be in my best eleven. Oh, okay. uh, uh, but you know, my West Ham best eleven is is the, the nineteen eighty six side. Yeah, exactly. It's Parksy, uh, uh, Ray Stewart, Alvin yeah. Gailey. I'm yeah. putting uh, Dixie in at left back yeah. to play with Julian afterwards. And I think, you know, I've always said this, this is a massive accolade for, for Julian in a way where if he'd, have, if he'd have been in our team that season, it's not as if we'd have won the league, but how many points would have won it really, by? Really, really. That one player would have made all the difference. Yeah. And that's not just because of his defensive qualities, but he would, he would have scored a few goals. Yeah, which he did. he always chipped in, didn't he? Yeah. And then uh, I'd have gone with the uh, Devonshire myself, 
yeah. both on the wings, Dick O'Pikey. Or I always get mixed up here. I, I've got to put Billy Bonds in there, so I might have to put Bonds up in uh, <laughs> with Alan Dickens. And then I've got Frank yeah. and Tony up front. Yeah. But exactly. the drinking, you know, we yeah. could all have a drink. Uh, we, we all had our Christmas nights out, but uh, the captain would have to be Frank. He'd have to be the he'd have to be the captain because he, he had he had a membership to every club in London and uh, especially string fellows and but uh, yeah our culture was that was the way it was but you yeah. know we played hard and we trained hard and you know we didn't do we didn't drink before games we were all professional enough and we drunk at the right times yeah no exactly um and I. Uh... I know it was, cause you, you, when you was, went to City, obviously Bish and, Bish and Trev came over. And um, when I was interviewing Bish, um, he, uh, he, well, Matt, when I was interviewing Alvin Martin, actually, he said, when you, when you talk to Bish, talk about his love of polos. Bish had apparently a pack of polos always in his pocket for training. Because obviously they're not in case yeah. the night before. But apparently it's extra strong mints rather than, <laughs> rather than polos. You can imagine yeah. that with Bish. But it's good, it was well, good I got, fun. I got, yeah, he's a good lad, Bish, and... Uh... Obviously, he went to West yeah. Ham, and I went to City in the two, two for the one deal. Yeah. And uh, I think, you know, I've always said this, and I've been very honest. I would never have left the club if it hadn't been mm. for McCarty taking over. Yes, he, he was never a West Ham manager. Mm. Uh, we didn't get on. He didn't know the West Ham way. I know it's always been said yeah. through Sam, but you know, for the great little player he was at Man United, he, the way Man United played and the way West Ham wanted to play he was alien to that and he just wanted to kick the ball long and you know at the time we had Britley and Brady in the team himself yeah. Devon you know these players weren't these were proper footballers and uh, we didn't we didn't accept it and, he, and that's no. you know I'm, I'm sorry I left when I did but I had to because I didn't think he'd he, I think he did yeah. I thought he'd be at the club a bit longer than he was yeah that made sense it made sense and as you said I mean you know we standing all right out of it, didn't we? Two for one, you know. We got yeah. Trevor, Trevor Bish, and and they went on to well, a great. To be career. honest, Howard Kendall said, "I need a team full of scousers, <laughs> right?" But people laugh like you. There were nine points adrift at the yeah. bottom of the division, and this is how great a manager Kendall was. Sure, you never, never only just won things. Mm. You come back from Spain, and he's and I was going to go to Spain uh, to play for Toshiak at Real Sociedad. Oh wow! And at the last minute. He rang me up, but he said I needed a team full of scousers. And I said, "Well, you said I said the deal is Bishop and Morley for for Mark Ward." I said, "Well, Bishop's a scouser. You send him that way." He said, "That's why the bottom of the league, son." I said, "I'm so business." He said, "He can't do what you can do." He said, yeah. "I need scousers that are going to do things." And uh, well, he kept them up, and it was a magnificent achievement yeah. by him. And to me, that's the sign of a great manager, yeah. not a manager who gets a team full of superstars and. You know what I mean? A manager that takes I over mean. a team that's just been beaten 8 0 and, uh, you know, organises them. And that's, that's what we need now at West Ham. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, I think, I think you, know, pers- you know, personally, I think we have the right guy for the job. I just think it's, it's just, the t- I just think, you know, and, and there's an infrastructure he's putting in now. You know, people like Kevin Nolan's, you know, Good scout, you know, good scout, lad. Kevin Nolan, who understands West Ham. There's a lot more of the of the old boys are now being put into the the sort of the trait, the sort of the youth academy. So obviously, Kino's mm-hmm. back, and uh, and obviously you've got Potsy's in, and Colton Cole, and Conch, and Zavon. So it does seem, you know, 
you know, I think it's just, as you said, it's just got to get a tune out of the players. That's what you've seen. Yesterday wasn't... Well, yesterday didn't see... was very organised. Yeah. Very organised. Mm. You know, it get them very, very fit. But if your personnel is only good as his dressing room, and I don't think yeah. there's a quality there. Mm. And, you know, I really am afraid. I hope they do stay up, obviously. Mm. Uh, but it's going to be a fight and you need it's players that will fight. Mm. Yeah. And I think, and I think, yeah, and I, I, I mean, obviously, you know, we've got Tottenham and Chelsea coming up and I think there's, you know, we know West Ham, Mark, you know West Ham and Tottenham, doesn't matter if they're home or away, West Ham turn up and yeah. I hope they do. But, but it, it just, oh, it yes. always does, it always, and also, you know, being away, you know, being at White Hart Lane, Empty. I mean, it is, a, it is a straight... I mean, yesterday was strange. It was a strange yeah. atmosphere. And I've done the under-23 games there when there's like 200 fans, um, but there was no fans. And it is strange. And I think you're right. It is about... Men- it, the whole thing is about mentality, I think. I think um, yeah. I think it's about togetherness, but about mentality. And it, as you said, it's how, how, the pl- how players respond to it. You know, some players feed off the crowd, don't they? And it's like you can feel yeah. when... And I think some players don't. Well, and sometimes... Well, Upton Park was a fantastic... Yeah arena to play football in an iconic place to be honest mm. and I think people didn't realise how how much players love playing there sure and the fans love being there because the the closeness to the players and everything yeah. else and I always remember Alden Martin the captain saying Mark you played when you're playing on that side it's, a, it's called a chicken run I said a chicken run and he said yeah he said they'll either make you or break you yeah he said and you've got to give 100%, he said, because they broke some players' hearts. He said, you know, they, they, they will suss players out yeah. straight away. He said, and you'll hear everything they say. And fortunately, I wasn't a player that could just float around that to give me 100%. And yeah. that was the type of player I was. And they were fantastic with me. And, uh, you know, so we're talking, you're, you're inches away from the fans. Yes. And now there's no one there. And it must no, be different yeah, yeah. for the players. But it's... It's, it's the same for both teams yeah. and it's the ones who are strongly strong mentally strong mentally and, and go out there and, and carry the orders out by the manager and it's just a, it's just a fight now yeah it is I mean speaking of being on the chicken run back, you know, back at Upton Park days you know I, I imagine you end up getting to know quite a lot of the fans as long because they're season ticket holders and you you know for those four years you probably right, right Bob you know you probably saw them quite a lot and uh, and they, they, they gave you as, as you said they give you as good as you get don't they and, and obviously the type of characters you are quite a fiery winger you know the, the chicken yeah. one always responded well to you you know and it must be oh, it was fantastic yeah. I used to take the corners yeah. the corners on one side and you know the run up to the ball is you only have like one pace back and then you'd have yeah. to have to practice at kicking the ball, you know, into the areas that we wanted yeah. to. So, but that's how tight the ground was, and that oh. gave it it's the atmosphere. And you know, it'd be fantastic now. West Ham, we're still back there, you know, hoping to survive. But uh, you know, like you said, the lads have just got to take it on the chin and, and just get out there and and do what's best for the club. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're right. You're right. And it's it's it's. it's I mean, I think. You're going to get some weird results coming up in the first few weeks, and I yeah. actually think throughout this, the rest of the season, because I just think it, no one knows how the players are going to react to the to sort of the emptiness, and it's just strange. The whole thing's strange, you know. You, see, you know, you, even from us, our side, from like a product, you know, I'm sitting there and we're putting videos up, and I'm like, who the fuck's going to watch this? Why, why put this video up? Who yeah. the fuck's going to watch it? You know, so it's like it's really weird to try and get your head around it. But as you said, it's you know, as I said. I, I, I reckon your your guys would have had a good old go at it. You know, you'd make sure you'd have exploited social distancing to the the millimeter to make sure you could get a good drink. That was the duck, yeah. 
and what were your Christmas parties like? It must have been awesome. As you said, Frank had memberships everywhere. Uh, yeah. It must have been legendary. Well, yeah, it was, it was always down the Phoenix Apollo in Stratford. Uh, yeah. And the lads there, Gilly and Panny, they'd, they'd look after us. And uh, even in them days, you, you wanted to go places where you felt comfortable and looked after. Mm. You know, if, I'm glad there was no phones around. No. Cameras on when uh, we were out and about. Me and, me and Frank, so uh, you know, we behaved ourselves in a way, but drinking was a part of the culture as long as it didn't stop you playing. And uh, you know, that season, you couldn't have asked for any more from the players. Uh, no. You know, we just run out of games, and yeah, you know, I think we beat Chelsea 4 0 away. Mm. It was then around about the February time, and uh, you know, it was Liverpool, Everton, and United at the top with us. And I think coming away from that game, I thought, what a performance. Yeah. It was unbelievable. It was like Chelsea were a good side as well. And we just played them off the ground on a, a muddy pitch. Remember Devitt and one from 30 yards. And then there was a great goal. George Paris uh, linked up in midfield, went on, went on a run and totally scored. Then Frank got a couple, I think. But I think that the next day in the press, it was like, it was the first time that the, the whole country thought, these have got half a chance though. Mm, mm. These are a good team because we played Liverpool and Everton, beat them both. Yeah. So, uh, you know, that was the first time really John never spoke about the championship. No. He just said, just carried on, carried on. Mm. He was a fantastic manager, great tactician, and just, and we only had a small squad. Um, mm. You know, we we're lucky not to have many injuries, yeah. but, uh, you know, Bonzo would have been crucial as well. I think if Billy had been fit, mm. would have won the league. Because yeah. he was out that season, he'd come back the season after. But if, if it had been definitely fit, that mm. season would have won it. And it was yeah. just short of one or two players. And mm. and uh, it was, I'm just proud to be involved in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Proud. Oh, oh God. So that was proud nice. to be involved. So you edit this, do you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just proud to be involved in one of the greatest sides, if not the best team that West Ham have ever had. Yeah. Oh, definitely, definitely. And that's, well, that's, listen, I argue, I argue with some of the players from the eighty team. I said, listen, you can't even come to the table <laughs> and say that your side were better than us. You were a second division team. <laughs> you won the cup, right? You won the cup. Luckily, won the cup. It was a great achievement, but you yeah. didn't do what we did week in, week yeah. out against the t- one of the best sides ever in yeah. Europe. Liverpool Football Club pushed them all away. So don't let anyone tell you any difference. <laughs> <laughs> oh Mark you do make me laugh no you're right and I think it's, it is you're right I mean that was a great achievement as you said but you're right second division team yeah it's like half a dozen games you know, I don't know how to win to get to the FA Cup final that was a great achievement but as you said it went across a whole season for you guys and uh, as you said, it was so near it so far and you know unfortunately you know, would, it, whole... would it be that 80 team about 4-0 <laughs> <laughs> well, Joey's half of them played in played in the eighty five eighty six well, team as well. Yeah. So, so well, five so, them, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so, what's going to happen? But uh, oh, brilliant! Yeah. You know, I mean, we touched we touched on the as I said, we, we touched on the, the drink the drinking side, and I think that's things that's what the fans like to hear because it's the stories. It's like you know, everyone can go onto YouTube and look at eighty five eighty six highlights and see the games. But it's it's that it's it's what goes under you know underneath, which everyone loves to do. You said you and Frank were quite sort of a you know the darcy two twosome so to speak. But that whole dressing room, it just seems everyone. You mean you had you had Gailey, you had all like it, it just it must have been a riot in that dressing room. Oh, trading. 
Yeah, the banter in the dressing room. I, yeah. I missed that. Yeah. Uh, you know, I work now with the lads at Capital Water, and it's we have good banter. But and the you know when you've been in the dressing room for years, you learn to be good at it. Yeah. So you've got to give and take. I can imagine now if Gady went in the dressing room now and started ripping a stripe off some of the players, they, they wouldn't know how to take him. Which was I was like that. Yeah. And uh, but what a funny man. Reggie, yeah. Reggie's name was after Reggie Cray, yeah. and I thought, oh, he must be dead hard. And, but it wasn't. It was. He was that brutal with his tongue. Yeah. Uh, and he just uh, take the piss out of everybody uh, yeah. in a in a nice sort of way. Yeah, yeah Not yeah, a very yeah. personal way. But that's that's what the football uh, dressing room's all about. Mm-hmm. It can be a ruthless place, mm-hmm. and you've got to learn to survive and learn to give and take. And uh, but our, our our team spirit was unbelievable and yeah. that's what took us right way through. And, you know, we, we always look back and it was just unfortunate that we just ran out of games. Yeah, exactly. But it must be, you know, for you, obviously, I, I and I don't usually, obviously you came from, from Oldham and you come straight in and to a reasonably established team. What's it like, you know, the first training session you walk in? Because obviously it's only really you and Frank came in as new players. You know, do you have to yeah. prove yourself? Do you have to get in for a challenge? You know, it's like, as it, as it, do you, I don't know, how do you fit well, in? Was- you know what I mean? I always remember it because it's the first time ever in, in, in my life that I thought I was out of my depth. Really? And I, okay. I trained, I signed, uh, and the next day I trained, and we was in, this, in the gym, and I couldn't, didn't get a kick of the ball. I was running around, and it was that quick, the pace. I, had, I was looking at two centre-halves who had the skill of a centre-midfield player, Alden and Gailey. I mean, they were bringing the ball down. I was, I was used to playing with centre-halves who added the ball out the ground. Yeah, and yeah. that was the difference in the, the second division. Yeah. Big, hard defenders, you know, the, the lower you go down, the more basic they are. Mm. I've come to a club where these players were unbelievable. Devonshire had it stuck to his foot. And I thought to myself, God, I'm going to struggle here. And John played against Birmingham on the Saturday, my debut, and I didn't really have a good game and we got beat. And I thought, he's, gonna, he's not going to play me on the Tuesday. QPR. We're at home. Upton yeah. Park on the Tuesday yeah. and he said listen listen, son get out there and show them what you're all about and uh, I had a great game and, and I think he crossed the ball twice Dicko scored one and we, we scored another one and uh, I never looked back after that yeah yeah, great yeah, I and I just yeah. loved I'd never played at Upton Park until no. that evening and when I stepped out onto the pitch just had this sort of atmosphere and like smell and, and it was just like the fans it was just like and I miss it to this day and it's just like I'm, I'm so lucky so lucky man to have, have uh, experienced that yeah and, and and to be honest Mark we were lucky to have you because it was an integral part to that 60 to that 65 you know that old that 85 86 season and obviously you know uh, it was sort of you and Frank coming in and obviously Paul Gollard got injured and then it, Frank got pushed up front and the two the two of them clicked and you and Dev it just worked didn't it it just clicked it just showed the magic of John Lyle in terms of you know I mean as I said he brought Frank in as a number 10 really and uh, yeah. which a position which you know nowadays is pretty standard but there was like you know, ahead of his time. It's like, you know, you see all these modern, everyone talks about, you know, false forward. It, it's all, it's all bullshit. It was all well, look, at, look at the way we played. Look at the way yeah. we played. We played in the back. We were, yeah. uh, you know, you look at all our attacks. Alvin and Gailey were that comfortable on the ball. They never hoofed it. Because yeah. they couldn't hoof it to Tony and Frank. Because no. they weren't big enough to, to fight for the ball. Yeah. Me and Dev. So, what we done, we played counter-attacking football a lot of the time. You know, we sucked the sides onto us. 
because Alvin and Gailey were quite slow as centre-halves. So yeah. the, we, we defended deep, but when we got the ball, we never gave it away. And we, mm. you know, incised quick passes and we had pace in the side. Frank and Tony very quick. Mm. I was very quick. Devonshire, so you got four, four really quick forwards there. Mm. And, uh, you know, it all started from the back and Parks, he never really kicked it. He, he just threw it out. Yeah. And, uh, you know, John had it boxed off, you know, and we just got better and better as the season got, got you know, got longer and we just ran out of time. Yeah, exactly. And as you said, like the way, obviously, Parksy playing it from the back, they, they say, you know, obviously nowadays it's a prerogative of a goalkeeper to be that sort of sweeper yeah. keeper. Parksy was doing it back at 85, you know, it was, you would do yeah. it 30 years ago, you know what I mean? It's but like... Uh, yeah, if he broke down on, on the opposite side, Phil would get it and, and I'd come really deep for the ball and he'd just yeah. throw it out to me. And I was getting the ball in really deep positions because Ray, Ray was a great defender, but he wasn't comfortable overlapping. Yeah. Uh, and it was the same on the other side with George or Steve Walford because mm. you just give Dev the ball and you didn't need anyone to overlap. He was that good. You know, Devonshire was the best player I played with. He was fantastic. Yeah. And uh, I just think if Julian had been playing behind him, what a, Ooh. what a you know, fantastic duo there because he, he'd have joined in with Devonshire. Yeah. Uh, and maybe scored a few goals. And uh, but John, you know, Alvin always says that you know the two signers that season, myself and Frank, the one was from Glasgow, one was from Liverpool. Yeah. They both didn't give a fuck about anybody, which we didn't. We were yeah. quick and aggressive, yeah. and uh, we both had big hearts. And that's what I think. That's what we brought to the team that yeah. season: a bit of aggression and uh, a bit of pace and power. Which we were lacking, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, definitely, definitely. Mark, look, I know you just come back from work. Well, well, um, I, I, want, I don't want you to take any of your time, to be honest, because I don't want you to get some get scared. Well, you've, you've, been after, you've been after me for ages, haven't you? I've been after you for ages. I've been after you for ages, and and I don't want to, and I don't want to take the mick anymore because I know you've uh, not just me, but every, like honestly, people message me, I go right, who, I, you know, well, listen, let me all know. The West Ham fans, you've got to keep the faith. Yeah. You know, it'd be a tragedy if we, if we do get relegated, but, you know, we've got to give David Moyes, the staff and all the players the support. I know we can't go out there, but uh, especially on social media, because players will look at things. Even and, so, you know, yeah. after yesterday, uh, that's why I'm glad it wasn't around in our day, because we can imagine 85, 86. Yeah. Oh, the, the adulation would have got would have been unbelievable. But I can see, yeah. you know, when players read things and managers and things, it's not very nice. And, you know, they've got to stick behind him and because uh, we're all in this together. Exactly, exactly. To- Do you know what, Mark? Man of my own words, you really are. Dust ourselves off, go again. And we've done it We've done it for how many years, so we're used to it. Dust ourselves off and carry on. And as you it's said, the West Ham way. It's the way West it is the West Ham way. But and obviously, they beat Tottenham. I, oh, do you know what? I, 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 you know, if it doesn't, I'll be bloody surprised because it's just like yeah. it's, it is Spurs and Mark will whip them up and hopefully, yeah. you know, hopefully Bon will be back and then put Deck back into midfield. I think yeah. we missed that yesterday. There's, there was yeah. a lot of chopping and changing and um, hopefully him back in it will make a big difference. I think you've got a bit more him and Mark together. You know, that, that's the duo yeah. that work, I think. That's the duo we need. And hopefully people, some more, you know, a few people back, uh, Snoddy and people like that as well. Um, that's what this one result against Tottenham, you know, it could set. You know, we need two two victories, don't we? Yeah. Two or three, and then 
will be safe. And again, it's just it's all about rhythm. And now now we've got you know game after game after game. If you get in a good yeah. pattern, it's like Christmas, isn't it? You get a good Boxing Day, yeah. the twenty eighth, the first. It, it just keeps momentum, and that's what you need. Particularly, you haven't got the crowd to give you momentum. You need to build that yourself, really. Um, and so, yeah, it is what it is. But uh, thank you, Mark, and obviously thank you to everyone for watching. I told you we get Mark. We've got Mark finally. I've pe- I've Thanks pestered him. I've absolutely pestered him. But obviously, thank you so much, Mark, and thank you everyone you know what to do like share subscribe until next time everybody take care from me and mark stay safe everyone cheers bye-bye sports social podcast network step into the world of power loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply